You're now listening to the Bad Guy Radio production of Sox Fans with Attitude, featuring Ken W.O. and your boy King Mac. What's up, King Mac? I appreciate it. You tune in to Sox Fans with Attitude with King Mac and uh, Ken W.O. How you doing, Ken Wu? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I mean, I can't complain. Our boys had a, a great May. They was 19 and 10 in May. Uh, I believe when they got out of May, they had like a three-and-a-half game lead or something like that, so... Uh, not not too much to can't complain about. I think they had the biggest lead of any division leader in baseball as far as at the end of May, which was pretty excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're looking good, pitching good, hitting starting to come around. I yeah, no complaints from me either, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, like you said, the pitching has been good. Uh, uh, I was looking at their ERA. And they number one in the American League at 3.23 and uh, number four overall, which that's excellent. So, yeah, I, I think when we came into the uh, season, we all thought that the bullpen would carry the pitching staff, but it's kind of been reversed where the starting uh, pitchers have carried the pitching staff. So, that, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I thought Lynn was going to be really good. Um, and you know, Giolito is whatever he had his struggles, but he's looking better now. And, uh, you know, I worried about Keiko a little bit and I think that's shown to, to kind of come through because he has been struggling. Um, but I didn't think Rodon would be anything like he's been, I mean, he's been like finding a new ace in there somewhere. And then, uh, cease is pitched better. than I thought, I know you liked cease going into the season, um, but he's, he's out doing my expectations, but then on the negative side, you got basically every setup man in their bullpen, whether it be righty lefty or, you know, all of them, none of them are able to get the job done besides Michael Kopech, but he's not really a setup man because they had to use him differently the whole year and all that. Um, he's, he's done some long man stuff. He's done some spot starts, so you can't count on him to come in in the eighth inning and, and shut him down. But like Marshall, Hoyer, Foster, Bummer, they've all had their struggles and they've all had their issues. And I think that's what's led to some losses here, you know, that Tony gets blamed for. But really, somebody's got to step up and start doing the job. And to me, it looks like Evan Marshall has kind of started doing that over the last couple of weeks. So it's good to see somebody that you can count on come in and get those outs. Yeah, I think uh, well, in the beginning of the season, it was kind of weird. The starters uh, wasn't really going beyond five. Um, right. As a matter of fact, I believe uh, Tony got crushed one game because he left for uh, Giolito in the game, uh, passed like 100 pitches or something, and a lot of people, you know, crushed him for that. I, I think Giolito crushed him for that. Uh, yeah. So I think that helped kind of the bullpen struggle too because now they had to cover they was covering like four innings you know for like two two weeks straight during the beginning right. of the season which is pretty pretty difficult to do and then uh 
I think like Foster and Marshall had come back a little bit, you know, to earth from what they did, you know, the previous year. So yeah, yeah so yeah, it's it's been kind of a little difficult for the bullpen and bummer who everybody depend uh was you know depending on to be locked down and some thought he could be a, a closer. You know, he haven't looked like that type of guy, you know, so far this season. I mean, his ERA is not bad, but he hasn't been a lockdown pitcher like people uh, thought he would be. He's been allowing guy, uh, plenty of guys, actually, to get on base, whether whether he's walking them or they're getting hits, and he's uh, he has allowed some home runs, which, of course, is not good for bullpen guys, you know. Right. Yeah. He's uh he's leaving a lot of men on. He's putting other guys in bad situations because they got to come and bail him out. Um, and it hasn't been great for Bummer. And then Crochet is another guy. I forgot to mention him. But last year he was pretty good. I mean, all the way up until the playoffs, he was he was pretty locked down and he came out and he was a little shaky. He, they brought him in in extra innings a couple times and he he messed that up because he couldn't feel his position right. And then he got injured, and so and now he hasn't been used all that much um, since then. Um, so he hasn't been the weapon that we all thought he was going to be either. So hopefully that bullpen, because they still got great arms, and you think that eventually they're going to turn it around, but hopefully it happens sooner than later, you know? Yeah, I think with Crochet, it's going to be kind of hard, you know, really to kind of judge him because he's kind of he hasn't been healthy really i mean he had the problem last year in the playoffs i believe forearm tightness or whatever it was and then this year he's kind of been injured too so Mm -hmm. it's like he's not really a dependable guy he's kind of what everybody thought chris sale was going to be early in his career as far as injury wise when the white Sox drafted him i believe that's one reason why like uh, one of the national writers didn't like the Chris Sale choice because they thought he was too skinny. He was going to get injured a lot. It's kind of like Crochet has been put in that uh, mode early on as far as just being consistently uh, injured, which means it's kind of hard to depend on him. And I think that's probably a reason why Tony hasn't went to him a lot is because he's like, you know what, this guy seems to get injured a lot. Do I want to risk him uh, continuing to get injured, or is he dependable enough? You know, old school guys, they're very big on dependability, and, you know, Crochet hasn't been dependable. So I think that's one reason, you know, he hasn't gone to him a lot. And Foster and Marshall, both of them got ERAs over five. So it's like your middle relief. If you're not getting – if your starters are not at least getting out of the sixth inning, you got a problem because mm-hmm. your middle relievers are not trustworthy right now. I mean, right. Marshall has come on lately and gotten better. Um, yeah. But he still has an ERA over five. Foster has an ERA over five. Uh, Bummer really hasn't been, you know, uh, trustworthy either. So I think the bullpen, which everybody thought would be the best bullpen in the league so far – you know, it hasn't lived up to that billing, you know. Right. And, you know, you know, I'll take some heat on this one because uh, I was I was against Hendricks. Uh, not not really against him. I was against paying for him instead of just rolling with column A and 
Kyle has had his struggles, no doubt. But even Hendricks, he came out and he was giving up home runs early. Now he's turned it around and he looks really good. Um, the la- I mean, obviously he was pitch reliever of the month for May. So that's good. That's great to see too, because in April he was wobbly too. So the bullpen hasn't been the strength that we thought it was going to be, but hopefully they're getting a couple guys back, um, back to dominating where they should be. Um, but still, I'm still nervous about those, the right-handed guys, uh, the right-handed setup guys had still make me nervous for a while. Jose Ruiz was better than all of them. Um, he wasn't being used in that spot and then they tried him in that spot and he kind of faltered too. So, so, uh, all four of those guys, Marshall, Foster, Hoyer, and, uh, and, uh, Ruiz, they haven't really held it down like they should. And you're going to need a righty reliever. You can't just go to Hendricks in the eighth inning, every single game. I don't care if that's what he wants to do. It's not realistic. So you're going to need somebody else to step up. Hopefully it's Marshall. He's starting to look good. Change up looks good. Um, got to continue it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. They are going to need a dependable writing, uh, going forward, especially, you know, in the dog days in summer and for a long, uh, playoff run. Uh, I was looking at bummer ERA. I was actually kind of shocked that it was only 3.32, but, uh, like I say, hopefully the bullpen gets to where we all thought it was going to be. Uh, I'm a little skeptical because it's some of the guys in the bullpen doesn't have the uh, track record. You right. Know? Uh, so we'll see. I mean, Hendricks has come on strong. I do like his mentality. I like both his mentality and Lynn mentality as far as, you know, they're just dogs. They want to the ball in their hands and, you know, they want to be responsible for getting guys out. So you got to love that type of mentality and you'll, you'll definitely continue to take heat on the, uh, <laughs> on the Hendrix thing because, you know, Colin May hasn't looked that well this year. So right. you, you're going to get the flack for that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But Colin May was still locked down in those two years he was here. Nobody ever barely ever uh made him blow a save <laughs> in those two years but you know this year something different he's not pitching as well in minnesota um but lynn i love watching lynn i wanted him so bad at the end of last year because i always liked him because i saw a picture and i've posted the picture i saw of lamar hoyt and lance lynn right back to back they look exactly alike and i always love lamar hoyt um uh, so I've always been a Lance Lynn fan, and I knew he had that mentality. And when his name came up last year, I was really hoping they got him for that playoff stretch run. It didn't happen. Um, some people have said that it, Lynn himself was nixing the trade, that he would opt out if he got traded because it was a COVID season and he didn't want to move his family. Uh, whatever. If if it's that, it's that. If it's Han just couldn't pull the trigger, it's that. But man, I wish we had him in that third game in Oakland last year. I think they would have went farther than uh than they did, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think, you know, the White Sox had a good enough team to uh compete last year in the playoffs. I mean, I think they were one uh at least one starter short as far right. as, you know, being able to do anything. Uh and as you see, it came to haunt them in game uh, three 
versus the A's because they went to that bullpen game, which it wasn't Renteria's fault. I say that right now. The way he had it lined up was okay because nobody expected Crochet to go come in and then uh, had to lead the game, you know, unexpectedly with an injury. So, but in the playoffs, that's that's the thing about the playoffs. You you do need at least a couple of starters, you right. know, that can go at least six innings. You know what I mean? So that that still that part still stands true, and we we didn't have that. You know, we was we was depending on Cease, who was you know wild and not effectively wild then. Right. And then uh, Giolito, and Dunning. Yeah, he pitched a good game. Dane Dunning. Uh, and then Dallas, you know, then uh, really pitching yeah. a, a great game in the playoffs. So. Yeah, when he got lit up, you knew it was it was probably going to be over because they didn't have that third starter. And then you're just hoping and praying that Crochet could take the ball and go three. And when he got hurt, you know, they still had a chance at the end, but mm. it was going to be tough on him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love watching Lynn every time he's out there. Uh, I don't know. He's pretty electric in my opinion. So I, I, I love watching his starts and I was pissed. I couldn't really see one, see it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's, uh, what's, what I like about him pitching is in today's game with some pitchers and this is where seats get in trouble. They get a O2 count, one, two count on the hitter. Then they start bullshitting around mm-hmm. trying to nip the edges, throw the perfect, tease pitch and all that. Well, then it's just like, huh, here it is. Well, see what you can do with it. You know, right. so it's like a different mentality. It's like a throwback mentality. And you, you got you to gotta love that. I mean, you got to – I love players that have uh, competitive mentalities where it's like, you know what, I'm I'm going at you. You know right. what I mean? Either I'm going to beat you or you're going to beat me, but he, here it is, you know. Right, and he take that to the mound every every uh five five uh games, so you, you can't can't uh complain about that. Yeah, well, so what do you think, King Mac? You win a contest to manage the Sox in the playoffs, and it's starting right now. <laughs> Let's pretend that right now is the start of the playoffs. Who are you going with? Who's the starting pitcher? Game one against uh Tampa Bay, maybe I don't know whoever. Who are you throwing? I'm throwing Lee. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> you know, I'm going Lynn. I I can't lie. It's something that bothers me. Bothered me about uh, Giolito, like complaining. Like you should have came and got me early, right? I mean, it's just and 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 it's funny that and this is the weird thing about just people in baseball in general. So that mentality was okay. Mm-hmm. But then Tony LaRusa, so-called calling out Mercedes or calling out Mercedes has now damaged him mentally. Right. So either having a certain mentality matters or it don't matter. You can't right. have it both ways. And for me, mentality always mattered. So I want my picture to say, I'm in trouble. I'm going to get out of it. I'm trying 100%. to go all nine innings. You know, that's what made the 05 guys so special because it was like, you know what? Mark Burley wanted to go nine innings. Sweaty Freddie wanted to go nine innings. 
John Garland wanted to go nine innings. Jose Contreras wanted to go nine innings. That's the type of mentality you want your pitchers to have. You know, Mm -hmm. you want them to have that bulldog mentality of, I'm finna go at these guys. I'm finna get these guys out, calling these guys slap dick or whatever. You want (laughs) to have that type of mentality, man, on the mound. You know, because that in baseball, that's what it is. It's the pitcher against the hitter. Right. Period. That's the competition, you know. Right. And I want my pitchers to be a, to think, I'm finna get all these guys out. That's the type of mentality I want to have. And to me, for Giolito to, you know, be like, well, obviously, you know, I was this or that. You know, it, I just didn't like that mentality because you would have never really heard guys like Birdie, um, Sweaty Freddie, you know, Nolan Ryan, any of, oh, hell no. <laughs> any of the ace types you could think of. Yeah. Bob Gibson, whoever. Yeah. Uh, whoever you, you think Bob think Gibson ever said he was gassed? Yeah. yeah <laughs> not you know one mean? time. Not one time. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, um, Randy Johnson, whoever, who, who, uh, you know, uh, I know they hate this guy because it's politics, but Kurt Schilling, anybody you can name who was an ace, they're not going to have that type of mentality. So give me the bulldog to go game right. one, and then we can go Giolito two, and I will probably at this point go Rodon three. Right. And I go uh, Cease four. Yeah, I think so too. Keiko would be the guy out. Yeah, then if it goes like, five, I'm going back to Lynn. Yeah, I'm going back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Dallas the odd man out, and des- and deservingly so. I mean, he's been getting crushed this year. Right. You know, uh, he he doesn't look nowhere near like what he looked last year. No. You know, last year he was the ground ball king. This year, I mean, they popping him. <laughs> they they getting home. They getting home runs off of him now, and he's not he's not locating as good as he was last year as well. You know, I don't know if maybe he can improve on that later. Later on in the season, get a better feel or whatever. Um, yeah, but that's the one thing I think as White Sox fans we do have to be cautious of because the starting five, I mean the the pitching staff, the starters are basically pitching as about as well as we can hope for them to pitch. They 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 probably exceeding that. So oh for sure, I wouldn't be shocked to see some of those guys you know, kind of take a, not a step back, but just, you know, come back to earth a little bit. <laughs> and uh, Oh, for sure. And it's to be expected. I mean, even, even Lynn, what's his ERA? 1.4, 1.5, something really low like that. I mean, obviously it's not going to stay like yeah. that for the whole year. Yeah. I don't think, That's you know, you never know, but yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and Rodon too. I mean, Rodon's been unbelievable, but He's never been able to pro be like he is right now for at any point in his career. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's going to take a step back. And hopefully when they do, hopefully then Giolito, who's already started to take that step forward, continues yeah. and Keiko takes a step forward and sees, you know, he's hit or miss. He, he's yeah. thrown some good ones. And then he's just, he's also gone back to his old ways sometimes. So hopefully he continues to take a step forward. Because you know you're not going to have these guys with one ERAs going uh, 
going into September. At least I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would let me say it this way: I wouldn't put money on it for for it had to, you know, happen. Uh, and one other thing that you were talking about, about the 05 starters, and, and I love John Garland, but they always said, like, you know, when Jerry Manuel was his manager, he was looking for the hook after five or six innings. He was looking for the hook. And one of the things Ozzy did was say, fuck that. You ain't getting the hook. You're out there. Get out of it. Mm-hmm. And they've credited Ozzy multiple times for having Garland do that. And Garland's credited Ozzy for having him do that. You know, it made him a better pitcher. Mm-hmm. So if Ozzy's a, a hero for doing it, then how's Tony a bum for doing it with G Lee? <laughs> yeah. And not only know. that, he he's starting he's starting to do it with all the guys. Yeah, right. He, he lets seats get out of trouble in the game. You know? I think that's huge. Yeah, he kept Rondon. Rondon didn't have his best stuff against the uh Indians, the game the White Sox won in that doubleheader. He kept him out there. You know what? Work through it. Figure it out. You know what I mean? He's even allowed Lynn, who's a veteran, so I, I expect him to allow Lynn to do it, you know, but he's allowed Lynn to do it. He's even allowed Dallas to do it a couple of times, you know. I think and one time he caught, caught a lot of heat for Dallas, too, because yeah. he left him out there, they said, too long. Mm-hmm. And then Foster came in and he left him out there too long, I guess. I don't know. I didn't see that game, but I heard it was pretty bad. Yeah, um, yeah it was bad. Yeah, but he wasn't able to get out of it either. So maybe Foster hasn't seen those opportunities because he wasn't able to get out of it when he had one, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you got to you gotta allow your guys to be able to get out of trouble. They got themselves into trouble. You got to allow them to get themselves out of trouble. That's, that's growth. You can't always yeah. come bail them out. You got to let them know, hey, you got in it, get out of it. As a matter of fact, as your manager, I trust you to get out of it. That's why I'm leaving you out here, because I believe in your abilities to get out of it. But nobody is going to give them credit for that, or at least most people are not going to give them credit for that. And I think in the long run, it's going to pay dividends, just like everybody questioning him, giving bench guys consistent ABs. In the long run, that has now paid dividends. People forget it's not uh, – the baseball season is not, you know, an 80-game season. It's a 162 games. And as a manager, you're trying to prepare guys for that full 162-season game. And that means getting guys consistent in the back, letting guys work out of trouble because at the end of the season in September, they might need to get out of uh, uh, some trouble you know, in order to make a deep run into the playoffs or even get to the playoffs, you know what I mean? So I think a lot of times we look at stuff um, short-sighted where, you know, it's a manager job to look at, you know, the entire season to kind of set these guys up for a full season, you know. Yeah, in baseball you're going to need that 23rd, 25th, 26th, 30th guy you're gonna need them somewhere along the line it's not like basketball where you bring in the goofy white guy with red hair was his name Scalabrini (laughs) you're not gonna bring him in when you're only winning by 40 with one minute left you know (laughs) it's important to get these guys in there and get at bats like like Billy Hamilton so when it's time that Billy Hamilton needs to play 
he's ready to go and he's been ready to go. Same thing with Jake Lamb. He's actually been really good all year long. I know some people are saying it's been recent. I mean, recently his average has gone up, mm-hmm. but he, he was, he was putting good at bats out there the first game of the season that he played. Yeah. You he, know, he was getting on so, base at a 318 clip for a bench guy. And that was in April for a bench guy. That's good. And yeah, how many, you know, that's higher than Adam, uh, what Adam Engel was doing and some of the other bench guys in the past. And, and not only that, he was offering versatility on the field as far as defensively because he could play third, he can go out into the outfield, uh, and give guys some rest. And, and then not only that, people was crying about Hamilton being in the lineup too, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes over Avon. And now look mm-hmm. at what Hamilton is doing. Now he's the hot, now, now he's the hot sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah, people, everybody loves yeah, him now. People, people can't get enough of him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, you know, like I said, people won't get a man credit for what he's done. But, I mean, he's absolutely done some things to help this team be where they at now, which is in first place, which is a winning team, which is one of the top records in, in the league. You know, so so you got to give him credit for that. The only thing I'm a little nervous about as a fan is, like I say, I expect the starters to come down to earth a little bit. And uh, when that happens, I'm hoping the offense can pick up a little bit more. That's where I kind of agree with your point as far as, like, man, it would be nice for them to start hitting more home runs, even though I don't think the home run ball is the reason why they winning because they like 22nd in the league now. So they winning in other ways. But I do think uh, if the pitching staff starts to come back to earth a little bit, I think that our bats are going to need to pick it up from what they're doing now, which is kind of hard to say. I mean, besides them being 22nd in the league in home runs, everything else looking good. They fourth in the league. I mean, first in the league in OBP at 341. They fourth in the league in average at two fifty five. They OPS. They're fifth in the league at seven fifty. So overall, the offense has been uh, pretty good. Besides the power, so I mean, right. uh, do you think the power is going to pick up, or do you think because Eloy is gone that that's going to hurt us, and that we really only have like one power hit on the team, which is a brave, or do you expect guys like Timmy? Moncada, um, Mercedes, um, and some of the uh, Grandel to start launching the ball out more as a warm-up, or you think the bottom half of the league is where we're going to stay as far as home runs? I think they're going to have to – they're going to move up a little bit because, I, I mean, that's by default because when you get to guaranteed rate field – now I was going to say U.S. Cellular, but when you're in guaranteed rate field – the ball's going to carry out in those summer months. So I think they're going to go up by default. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've expected Anderson, Mancada, Grandal, um, Andrew Vaughn to hit more home runs than they've hit. They really haven't hit that many. And uh, that's why they're 22nd in the league because Abreu's the only guy that's really doing it and 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 lamb in his little bit of time he's hit a bunch of home runs and you know so per, per plate appearance he's got he's got to be up there towards the top two adam eaton's hit more i know he's struggling though so i don't know how much he's gonna play but uh you know 
I do expect them to hit more home runs. And to your point about they're winning without the home run, but if you look at it, if they hit one home run, they're like 20 games over 500. And if they don't, they're like 10 games under. So even if it's just one, I think the home run still makes a big difference for the White Sox. <laughs> you, make, you probably make your boy uh, beef. Blush with that, you know. He he love it. He love it saying ball go ball go far, team go far. He ball go that. far, team go far. Yeah, and that's but, that's usually the case. This this team's a little bit different because they are getting on base more than okay. a typical Sox team has in the last, you know, since Frank Thomas has been there. You know, <laughs> they haven't had really an on base percentage all that high. Um but at the end of the day, they're still going to need to hit those home runs, I think, to win. And, and you know, hopefully these guys that I mentioned are going to start. Like, I got on Yom Mankata, and since then, he's got two home runs. You're welcome, Sox fandom. You know, that's that's because of me. No. But, uh, you know, he's hit a couple more, so hopefully he'll start hitting some more. And Grandal hit one. Hopefully he starts coming along a little bit. He said that his knee feels better than it did, so... Hopefully he's able to drive the ball a little bit longer, but yeah, I mean it's not your your typical White Sox early two thousand bombers, you know, hitting two hundred and forty home runs a year. But I still think they need to hit some in order to be successful. I mean, you love that stat, even though I think it's a little, you know, taken out of context. But the stat is the stat, so I can't really say anything about it. Uh, as mm-hmm. far as Mancada goes, I mean. I always thought when they had the B the B A B I P Babbitt argument, I said that I believed in him his season and Tim Anderson season and Tim Anderson season. The reason being, T A has speed, Moncada has speed as well, uh, which allowed him to get some hits that other guys wouldn't normally get because they do have speed. But I thought that T.A. possibly could be a better player overall than Moncada. But I got to give Moncada his due respect. I mean, right now, I, I, it's hard to do. It's hard to put him over old trusty MVP Abreu. But right now, he's been the best player on the team uh, Moncada has. Defensively, he's been great. He looks good over there at third base. Uh his bat, he's when he's aggressive. I mean, he's very, very good when he's aggressive and he's not at the plate being passive. Uh, I, I think you can still be aggressive at the plate and take walks. Yes, that's possible. Uh, look at uh, um, Frank Thomas. He hit mm-hmm. for a high average and got on base. He wasn't just letting fat fastballs uh, go down the middle of the plate. But when Moncada is aggressive, like he's been now, and he's hitting the ball, not being passive. Uh, you got to give respect to the man. He's a good player. And every stat I tell you right now, whichever stat you like, traditional or uh, non-traditional stats, metrics, will tell you he's the best player on the team. So I got to salute Moncada. I got to give that man his respect. I personally never thought that he was a below-average player or a bust. But I did think that he wouldn't reach his potential because he wasn't aggressive at the time. And now he's become aggressive. He's a, he's a totally uh, different player. I mean, when I was watching him three years ago, he was taking fastballs 
down the middle of the plate. I mean, a lot of his strikeouts was he was watching them. I mean, they they weren't even swinging strikeouts. He was just watching a lot. Of I think he set the record right for called strikeouts. Yeah, called, <laughs> yeah you know. So uh, I got to get a man credit, man. I, I can't. Uh, you know, I'm not a hater. So the man did doing his job, and uh, he's looking good. And you know he he's looking like a, a one of the you know core players uh, on his team, hopefully for a long time. And I got to give him credit on this. Normally he has some type of fluky injury. He mm-hmm. hasn't had any type of fluky injury. You know none of those soft tissue injuries or whatever the hell was going on. He haven't had any of those. You know what I mean? The man has been playing almost every game. You know, he, he's kind of taking on the uh, Jose Abreu uh, mantra. He might have played more games. I think he's played more games than Abreu, which is shocking. You you don't expect anybody to play more games than Abreu. So I got to give that man his, his credit. I got to salute him, give him his respect. He's, he's deserved it. He's earned it. Uh, I think he should be an all-star. He definitely should be one of the White Sox all-stars. And, uh... Hopefully he continues and keep doing what he's doing because we're going to need him because I am with you. I do agree. The power numbers are probably going to have to go up because I believe Lynn Rondon are not going to have sub two ERAs for the entire season. So right. we, we do have to score more runs. Right. And I'm Mankata. You know, I, I've been a, a- – a hater of his over the years, you know, I'm not going to shy away from that now because he's playing. All right. You know, even last week I got on him a little bit about the power, but I want to see more power out of him. Um, and, and the thing is, it's not that I think he sucks. It's that I think he's super good, but he's never really reached that level. You know, I know he had 2019, he was good, but then last year, whatever, you know, whether you believe the COVID stuff or not, I don't know, Hmm. you know, and then the way he started out this year, it looked like he was back to 2018 and 2019 was the outlier. Now he's playing good now. And there's no doubt he's got all the tools. I've always said that he's guys, an all-star waiting to happen. It just hadn't happened for many reasons the passiveness, the, the injuries, like all the stuff you've mentioned. Um, but he is playing a great third base. I'll give him that. Yeah. And that's, you know, th- that that's always helped him as far as his war numbers and all that kind of stuff go. He he's plays good third base mm-hmm. and he's, he's hitting the ball. He's getting on base. The average is moving up. So that's nice to see. Cause before that he was always like, besides the one year, 250, 260. Now it's a little higher than that. I just want to see the power and I want to see, you know, that aggressiveness in those late game situations to take that cut to, to be the man to knock in those runs because he can be, but he just hasn't really been that. Now it's starting to look like he is getting to be that, but I'd still take a over him in a clutch spot, <laughs> you know, any day of the week, but a did not come through the other day. You know, that he ain't going to do it all the time. What did MJ's commercial said? He missed how many game winning shots and all that, you know, yeah. but you know, I, I know a is going to give me a pretty decent battling at bat and more likely than not, he's going to come through come through um as far as mancada uh, hopefully he gets there and it's looking like he's doing better now so good <laughs> i mean in a, in an rbi situation i'm not taking anybody over a in an rbi no. situation a no. that's what he does 
He drives in run. I believe that's the skill in baseball. It's the reason why guys like Big Hurt and, you know, plenty of the other, you know, great run producers was so important because those guys can drive in runs. They mm-hmm. they can put the bat on the ball when it's most needed. They can do the job when it's a guy on third base that not striking out. They getting a sack fly or hitting the ball to the right side of the field or whatever the case may be. Those guys are just very good at driving in runs in those situations. So you got to give guys like Abreu credit, and they just do, and that's why they're so important. You know, it, it, it's baseball is a sport where you can be successful by doing several different things. That's why it's five. That's why they grade you on five twos. You can be a Billy Hamilton and be in the game because you got elite speed, can play solid defense. You can be a Grandel because you can get on base a lot. Mm-hmm. And other guys could possibly drive you in. You can be a big hurt where you can hit for power, where you make uh, solid contact, hit for average, drive in guys. You can, you know, almost offensively, you can do everything in the book. You know what I mean? That's the great thing about baseball is uh, everybody, every team is not going to have five, six Frank Thomases. So right. you got you got other guys on the team that can do other things for you that can contribute to a team victory. That's the beauty of baseball. But on White Sox Twitter, we got another debate here with Tony Larusa as far as people saying, uh, some people saying that it's Tony Larusa Merce- uh, fault that Mercedes was in a slump because he called him out. So it was interesting to me because a lot of people on White Sox Twitter love numbers. So I wanted to go to the numbers and see how true this is, you know, if it's some uh, basis to this. And from April 1st to May 1st, Mercedes had an average of 395, an on-base percentage of 435, a slugging of 628, WOBA, a 453, a WRC plus of 198, and he had an average exit VLO of 88.5. Now, two weeks leading up to when Tony LaRusso called him out, so from May 1st to May 18th when the incident happened, this was Mercedes' numbers. His average was 294, his on-base percentage 357, his slugging 431, his WOBA 345, his WRC plus was 125, his average exit VLO was 86.8. Every offensive number, traditional or metric-wise, has started to come down and not only come down, come down in a significant way. Now, I personally believe, because I like Mercedes' approach, and also his strikeout rate, which I forgot to mention, went from 15% to 23%. That's a significant jump. That means he's making contact less. But let me get back to what I was saying. I, for one, think Mercedes is a good hitter because of his approach, his two-strike approach. I don't think Tony La Russa has anything to do with the current slump he's in. I think the league could have made adjustments to him, and now he has to make adjustments to the league, making adjustments to him, 
But to blame that on TLI, come on now. <laughs> I, I agree with you, man. Um, you know, Big Frank was on there last night because all I got to see was the very end of the postgame show, and he was showing that Mercedes is spinning off everything, trying to jack everything, and, you know, that's a problem. He Frank's like, to get back, he's going to have to start hitting the ball to right center field, you know, and then work his way back around to hitting those long bombs to left. But right now he's trying to do too much, and the pitchers have kind of figured that out, and they're attacking him in a certain way. And he's not been able to adjust back. This happens with every baseball player known to man. Okay. They, some of them start out real hot and then the pitchers figure it out and then they start fading. And, you know, that might be in the first month. It might be in the first year, whatever you hear the sophomore jinx. That's a reason that's, that's what it's for. Um, it happened now, to Robert last year. I mean, Robert got right. off to a hot start last year and then all right. of a sudden the leagues, Start figuring him out a little bit, and boom, he was in a huge slump. And then later on in the year, he kind of figured out what they was trying to do to him, and he started kind of warming back up. I mean, that's exactly. baseball. I that's mean, baseball. That's what it, that's what happens, man. Um, yeah. That's what happens with every single player. There's very few, if any, that have come up and dominated from day one. Yeah. You know, Frank Frank Thomas is a different animal. He kind of sort of did that, but even he had cold cold streaks in there and at the end of his career uh he started saying he's going to turn on everything and he started becoming more of a power or a left field hitter at the end of his career because he was getting jammed too much so <laughs> that's what he started to do you know he adjusted then people yeah. got to make adjustments exactly. you know that's what happens that's what mercedes needs to figure out and when he does he, you know he's not going to hit 400 on the year obviously but I think he'll start to be a productive bat in the lineup again. But he is struggling really bad right now. But that has nothing to do with Tony Larusa, because, like you said, he was going down already before that even happened. Yeah, I mean, T.A. struggling right now. Uh, right. In a, in a little struggle. I mean, uh, Adam Eaton is struggling. I mean, you you can name, hell, Grandel was going through his struggles in the beginning of the season. That's just a part of baseball. In baseball, you had your slumps. It's just the get good hitters, they can get out of the slumps more quickly than hitters that's not as good as them. Mm-hmm. That's baseball. And, and I think, you know, it's like the boy who cried wolf. If you cry wolf every time, then nobody's going to believe. It. Now, mm-hmm. I, be, I believe in giving people criticism when they deserve it. I do. But to blank, consistently blame stuff, on this guy that he has really no control over that that's you dampening a lot of your arguments that could be fair because you lumping in unfair arguments that you cannot put on this man you right. know and, and I think that's where I'm, you, you got to be fair in your assessment that's that's what what I have a problem with is just a lot of uh, people not fan their assessment, and, and to blame to blame Tony Larusa or any manager for not just him, any manager for a uh, hit or slumping. That's all I gotta say to you. Oh, come on now, dog. <laughs> come on, man. I mean, come on, people. We gotta get it together. Yeah. Right. Right, and you know, I, I've. Uh, people yell at me that I don't 
I don't say nothing bad about Tony and I always have his back, but I've called him out a few times. One time was with Lance Lynn, not yesterday. Cause I, I didn't see that one, but the start before um, they pulled him. I didn't think he should be pulled. Um, I didn't have all the information. He was going on short rest. Uh, he was supposed to go on short rest. It didn't end up happening, but I was pissed that he took him out because as we were saying earlier, the bullpen's been struggling. This guy was dominating. Why are you taking him out with 83 pitches or whatever it is now after the game, they said he's going to go on short rest. Okay. It makes sense. But in the moment that irked me, there's been times with, uh, you know, pinch hitting opportunities. I would have done something different than what he's done. He likes to pinch hit Leary Garcia. And I, I get it. Like he thinks Leary's going to put the ball bat on the ball a little bit more than some of the other guys. Not, I don't know if the stats back that up or not, but you know, when, when it comes down to it, Leary Garcia, Zach Collins, they've had that. I, you know, debate a lot. I'm probably going to go with the power guy because I'm hoping he runs into one to tie the game. Tony wants to get a single to extend the inning to the next guy. Um, you know, either way, if those are your two choices, you're probably not going to wind up very good either <laughs> anyway, but I've criticized him a few times. Um, but I, he's obviously being unfairly criticized just because they don't like the guy because of something he said five years ago or something he did when he wasn't part of the White Sox organization. And, you know, whatever, that's fine. At the end of the day, when this weekend comes to a close, he's going to have the second most wins in history of a manager. He's one away from second place right now. I assume that the Sox are going to beat the Tigers two out of these three. He's going to be in second place. And I don't know if anybody's ever going to catch him. <laughs> so the guy is a successful guy and he's taken a team full of scrappy guys that, you know, you lose stars and, and you got these guys stepping in and somebody mentioned it to me on Twitter, you know, this is like a Cardinals team that goes into the playoffs with guys you ain't never heard of and come out looking very good, sometimes winning the championship, sometimes just making the playoffs. But guys that are stepping up that you don't know where they came from, the Cardinal way. Well, that was Tony Larusa, right? <laughs> I mean, he yeah. he put that back into play. Um, so it looks like the Sox are doing that now. So, and I know, you know, people don't want to give them any credit, but. I think that's silly too, you know? (laughs) So they might think I'm silly for sticking up for them a lot, but I think you're silly for not giving them any credit whatsoever. Uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't know of anybody who can do something right all the damn time. And I don't know anybody who can do something wrong all the damn time, you know, over 162 games, everybody's going to have a problem with something the manager has done or is doing. Uh, but my only thing is the criticism should be fair. You know what I mean? I understand right. everybody has somebody that they dislike in life. You know what I mean? But I will hope, you know, even if I dislike somebody, at least I'm going to be honest about, mm-hmm. you know, if they're doing something good or if they're doing something bad. And the fact that the matter is the White Sox are playing well. Nobody, uh, as a matter of fact, during the beginning of the season, uh, everybody thought if they was to lose, you know, made, have major injuries, that it would be all downhill for them. And the guys have battled through these major injuries. Uh, you got to give credit to Han for that, too. I mean, Han put together the roster, so got to salute him for that. But, I mean, to me, 
He's doing a good job. I'm just excited that the boys are looking good. They're playing well. We got a chance to go to the playoffs back-to-back years. And uh, we definitely can compete this year for a championship because of the pitching staff. And it's a possibility it only could get better if Eloy comes back and does what he do. And then, of course, if Robert come back and, and does uh, what he's capable of doing as well, you're looking at a very, very potent lineup, a fairly young team, uh, and a solid pitching staff. So I think I think we in for you know some fun times, uh, Ken Wu. I I really do. I think we in for a hell of a season. I think uh, you know people gonna be smiling all this season because it's gonna be a lot of W's, man. And and I think that's that's something as White Sox fans we all can agree on and just enjoy this team that we have now. You know. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and I, you know, I agree with giving Rick Hahn some credit for some of the pickups he's done. But one thing that irked me yesterday was James Fox, who's a known La Russa hater, all of a sudden tweeted out that he, uh, you know, he he really is, is happy about the job of the pro scouting staff for signing Jake Lamb. And here's the thing. When Jake Lamb was hitting 100 in April, Man, they hated Tony Russo. Oh, he brought in his boy from Arizona. How many times did they say that? His boy from Arizona, and look at him. He's garbage. And now and now, Jake Lamb is like, damn, he's pretty damn good. He's hitting the ball out of the park. He's coming through every time he's out there. Now it's uh, that pro scouting staff. What a fantastic job. I mean, it's one or the other, man. <laughs> you're either going to give it to credit, I mean, Tony the credit, or you're not. I agree with you. I mean, I try to stay <laughs> humble. But it just, yeah. White Sox Twitter is so funny to me. It seems like guys <laughs> who consistently get it wrong, you know, they are praised. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then guys who get it right because the opinion ain't popular at that time, they get hated on. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's the way that's the way of the world. That's how it rolls. You know what I mean? But I, I do find it funny, man. The guys all of a sudden, they just jump on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> you know, chill. <laughs> and then yeah. three weeks earlier, it was like they was wanting to get a man to boot. They was trying to put <laughs> their foot on his neck. You know what I mean? So that that's how it works, you know. But like as they say, if you can't take the heat, get out the kitchen. So it is what it is, and I, 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 I'm a Southsider, and, and, and uh, like one of the famous Southsiders said, I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. So that's the way it is, you know what I mean? But uh, you, you got go. anything else for the people? Um, What do you think of those jerseys, man? I think they're okay. I thought they were really going to do a hatchet, uh, hatchet job on, on them because I don't really like those Nike jerseys when it comes to the basketball teams. But uh, – I thought the Sox one was okay. And now I'm not running out to buy one right away like some people, but I thought it was okay. And then I saw the Cubs one today, and it looks real corny. Um, the Cubs one looks like garbage. Well, they are so corny. I'm happy the that Cubs the Sox one got, got a good one. <laughs> I mean, the Cubs are corny. I mean, that's the yeah, right? That's, that's, <laughs> it fits with them. <laughs> that's, a corporate, that's a corporate team. But uh, I liked it. I mean, it got a, it kind of got like a south side look to it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which I like. I like the colors. The colors go well together. Uh, you know, 
Um, I just think if they was going to be that high, they should have had Gucci make it. I ain't going to lie. You know, people get mad at me for saying that. But if the price going to be that damn high, yeah, let man. Louis V make it a Gucci make it. I ain't going to lie to you, people. That's my style. You know what I mean? Put Gucci on that motherfucker, and I definitely would back. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, they want 450 bucks for that authentic one, man. They're yeah. Fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, you know. <laughs> You know, I ain't gonna lie. I'm not paying. I'm not paying for hundred for no damn Nike for fifty. But you know, for the people who did, that's great. Support your team. I got no problem with it. I'm just saying, if I'm gonna spend that money, I won't, it got to be. It, it should be high end. That's all I'm saying. Right. But, uh, <laughs> to each his own. And I, I enjoy seeing you guys' pictures of the jerseys and the Tim Anderson pictures. All of that. That's great. Because, you know, we got a great team, so we should be supportive of our team, you know. I think they should add some more guys to that pile, though. All they got is Jimenez, Moncada, Robert, and Anderson, I've seen. Well, they should add Hamilton. They'll make a ton of money right now. They would make a ton of money for Hamilton. My wife said she actually, my wife, she likes Billy Hamilton. Uh, She hasn't watched the Sox in five years with me, but she's been watching them this year. And Hamilton's one of her favorites. She actually said she wants one of those jerseys. I said, you know, he ain't, he ain't going to get one, but you know, uh, you know, you're going to have to choose somebody else, but they don't have a Brayu. They don't have Lynn. All these guys would be popular. I think they need to add, add a little depth to that Jersey roster and those sales will go up even higher. Yeah. They, they should definitely add Hamilton. I mean, uh, Right now, he got his own little club. Somebody started like a little club for Hamilton. They, they, you know, so they should definitely put his jersey out there. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, even Vaughn, it's a lot of Vaughn fans as well. I mean, he's a rookie. It's a lot of people that believe in him. They should add his jersey. Like you said, Lynn, they should add, you know, his jersey. Um, and Abreu bothers me, man. I don't know how they can't have the MVP of the league, the reigning MVP of the league, and he's not one of the guys that, that are a choice. If I was going to buy one of those, it would be a Bray. You know, yeah, it wouldn't be the authentic one, but <laughs> I would buy the $130 version of a Bray. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure like a Bray probably would be like number three, the number three seller on the list. Right. I, I know Moncada would be one. Uh, I mean, and Tim Anderson. Anderson would be one. Moncada yeah. would probably be two and a Bray would be three. So yeah. I don't see how they overlook that. But it's saying like, and that's why us Southsiders have this mentality we had. Because it seems like they always fuck up somewhere with our team. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> like, what the fuck, bro? Y'all can't get this shit right? You know what I mean? I need to come to the Southside and hire somebody. And they let you know, like, hey, this what needs to be done. But overall, I mean, the color is great. I like the, uh, the writing or whatever you want to call it. That looks good. Uh, I think we probably have have one of the best uh, of the Nike jerseys. So for sure, you know, really, really can't complain. And it's good that people are going out and supporting the team. And it's good uh, that people are excited and, and taking pictures with it, man. I, I, I love to see the positivity, man. You know, to be honest, because I just uh, hope it don't get like uh, George Costanza's cotton jerseys tomorrow when it, it's going to be ninety eight <laughs> degrees and they're in all black, rocking those black <laughs> pants with the black jersey. They're going to be so hot and tired they're going to lose the game. I hope that doesn't happen to them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey man, they better get used. To, they better get used to playing playing in the heat. I, I guess that's one reason why they don't wear the black tops too much. That because right. that, that's one of my favorite uh, colorways when they had a black top with the uh, pinstripe pants. I always like that uh, that colorway. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like it. I, I, you know, I just think for that price, they, they you know I know they wouldn't have done this, but you know they. So they had Gucci make it or something, you know. If you're gonna pay I that, hear you, man. If you're gonna pay that price for it. You know, mm-hmm. you got anything else for the people? That's it, man. That's all I got. Hope hopefully we take a couple today. Tony, congratulations preemptively on becoming the second winningest manager in history. It's gonna happen this weekend, I think. So congratulations to you, Tony. And uh let's go get them, socks and 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 run those wins up, you know. Exactly. I'm being greedy. I'm hoping for a sweep. I'm like at a blackjack table right now, and uh, uh, I, I want to be greedy, so I might split some uh, queens or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to be a little greedy. That, that's what I want this week. A sweep, uh, like you say, run the win totals up, and uh, at the end of the series, hopefully our boys, you know, gain a couple of games or a game on the uh, Indians, and, and that will be great. But, 100%. Uh, Anyway, thank you for listening to me, King Mac, and Ken Wu, Ken W-O. Uh, we appreciate it. This Sox fans with attitude. Uh, we appreciate all our listeners and supporters. And I'd like to give a shout-out to Nathan Sheba. Thank you for buying a shirt. I uh, appreciate your support. And uh, uh, we're going to keep going, keep trying to give uh, unbiased uh, perspectives and not really hate on anybody and just keep doing what we're doing. We appreciate everybody out there and thank you for listening. You're now listening to.